Cool. <laughs> so, oh, there he is. Oh, oh no. You're just going to have to deal with him. <clears throat> is, he, is he bothering you? No. Okay. So he's our little guy. He's our little friend. Yeah. He'll be dead in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, there's no food or water in here. Well, I think I don't think flies can survive on tequila. Maybe. I think that they probably can for at least a little bit. They just won't fly as straight. But. I think flies only have a 24-hour lifespan anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. This guy's made it long. Have you seen how big that thing is? <laughs> <laughs> it's like 24 hours, no way. <laughs> Living forever. Uh, anyways, yeah. So welcome back to Almost Live from Nashville. Um, we are here with our friend Sibel. Elena. Elena. Elena, yeah. Elena. Um, and I'm not going to be honest with you, I've had a rough week. I, I, I know you're a fashion designer and you're in a band. I, I did not do my homework. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, yeah, we kind of have a little snippet of the end of what you were telling us, what you're up to and how you got where you are now. But uh, if you're going to give a brief synopsis of that. Okay. This is something I've always been... Um, not great at, but uh, I'm a I'm an artist, and I work in a few mediums. Um, fashion design is one of them. Uh, I'm also a visual artist and musician, um, and I've I've sort of always done all three of those things. Um, right now, what that translates to is a lot of uh, stage wear and uh, event apparel for musicians um, i did i did see that i mean i did a little bit of homework and i saw yeah some cool um uh, excuse my ignorance but outfits maybe yeah that you designed people were wearing yeah and they no were all, they're all very <laughs> okay it's, it's art not lingo, yeah, yeah it's yeah. art yeah uh i also did not go to fashion school um so i'm particularly uh, bad about the lingo myself, actually. Yeah, I feel like we have that conversation almost every episode. It's like, what do you do? Did you go to school for that? Did you need to? Yeah. You know, so. Sure, sure. And uh, I don't think we've ever had somebody who didn't go to school for what they're doing. So, uh, uh, I did study art. Sure. Um, but a focus in painting and sculpture. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I learned how to sew Pure, really just out of necessity um, because I'm a five foot tall person and right. did not grow up in a household where there were the resources for like new school clothes and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but also it's fun. You yeah, know, it's, I like to sew. Yeah, it's fun. Honest, yeah, yeah I, I, I probably need to teach myself that. I teach sewing lessons. Oh, okay. <laughs> do you use a machine or do you all hand stitch? Uh, I definitely use machines. Um, yeah. I, I do some hand embroidery and some, I, I work a lot in um, applique, which uh, what that is, is like a piece of fabric that, um, a, a piece of fabric or a piece of lace that is, cr you know, crafted into a design or a shape and then applied to a garment. And with that, there is some hand sewing, but... I'm definitely a machine person. I, you know, I would say that um, I'm not a take your time type of dude in any capacity. I have very, I don't have a ton of discipline, which um, 
I don't know how I've gotten this far, <laughs> to be honest, but I am very, so I'm like always pedaled to the metal with my machine work and yeah. I work really fast mm -hmm. and yeah, I like don't. you put out a lot of stuff, like you're consistently putting out different outfits. Oh, not to interrupt, but we have a rule because we live so close to the airport. Every time you hear an airplane, you have to drink. Uh, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually don't know how to use a sewing machine i i, I said i i'd like to sew but i'm not like you do like patches and i know stuff. how to sew patches on my jacket and that's, i can sew a button thanks mom that's where and, it starts, um, yeah. <laughs> uh but See, i can't even sew a button. you said it's it was out of necessity i've never like needed to do that so i didn't get good at it you know right well and the thing about the machine too is and and i mean i'll just i'm just gonna go ahead and reveal lots of lots of things here you know uh, probably it was not until YouTube became like a really big thing that I realized that I had been using parts of my sewing machine incorrectly for a decade. Oh. oh wow. Um, and still managed to make it work, you know? Yeah. I remember, uh, I was like trying to figure out how to thread this new machine that I got and I was watching a YouTube video and I realized that I had been putting the bobbin in incorrectly for 10 years and <laughs> just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, did it, did it speed up your process after that? Or was it just like working and yeah. it was working? Did I mean, it make it easier? I it guess? made it a little bit easier, but to be honest with you, not a ton, you know, yeah. I mean, I think, and this is my philosophy about a lot of things, you know, like I have friends, uh, you know, cause I'm from the Northwest originally. And, um, I'm just going to use this as an example. I have friends who are very uh, precise about their coffee measurements in the morning. You mm -hmm. know, they're like, okay, one teaspoon so for one from cup Oregon. or whatever. I'm from Seattle. I'm from Seattle, Washington. Same, th uh, same thing. Same, same, dip, same, same thing. Yeah. Portland, Seattle. I thought they were just, yeah. And I'm just not about that. I'm just not about the measurement. I'm not about the precision. Um, yeah, me either. Have you tasted this cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's not, I doesn't, it, it some people work very well um, with a certain boundaries, you mm. know, and that's not me. I just like do what I do. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes the coffee's stronger than others. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you can definitely pigeonhole yourself into bad situations by trying to over perfect oh, yeah. something. I definitely respect all different types of processes. I think there are people who really take their time and who really put in the work to create something that is like incredibly uh, thought out and beautiful. And mm -hmm. I, it's something that I very much respect. Um, it's just not my process. And I, and for years I've always told myself, okay, this time I'm gonna fucking put in the time to make something that's like, I'm gonna give myself the time to do this. And it's like, I never do. I always wait until the last minute. I always like bust it out, you know. That's just how I work. Yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It works. I fly by the seat of my pants with pretty much every song that I write. So it's just how people work. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of not measuring things, let's talk about this cocktail we're drinking. <laughs> um, I would like to say that. So go ahead. Sorry. We're moving. Me and Josh are moving shit today, and you know I knew I was going to do this. I knew I was going to lose track of time. And so I like look down at the clock and it's like 4.20, 4.30. And it's like, oh, fuck. 
fuck. I've never ran through a Kroger so fast. It was like, like, catch me if you can, except I have cold brew coffee in my hand instead. Like, I I had, like, a game plan. I, like, JJ, you're getting this. Josh, you're getting this. (laughs) Like a mother with her children. (laughs) Meet back here in 20 minutes. kicking kids out of the way. (laughs) I gotta get fucking cold brew! (laughs) But I, like, tried to go to the liquor store, and the card machine was down, and I never Mm. carried cash on me, so that's when I called you. And yeah, and I was cooking those tater tots, so I was like, <laughs> I can't leave right now. <laughs> I gotta, these tots, they need uh, me. Yeah, so yeah, I think uh, we got a long list of drinks that you thought you might want to have on the show uh, yeah, last like week, six. originally. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I had to cancel on you last week. Oh, no worries. It's uh <laughs> It's not a very long story, but I'm not going to tell it. <laughs> you can just uh, say you got too drunk. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, that was so, me last night. I was afraid I was not going to be able to do this today because I got two sheets to the wind at Cobra in Bastion. Man. Yeah. I don't drink much oh, anymore. Really? Um, Is that right? But, but when I do... See, see, see I've gotten to the point where I go from like drinking often to not drinking very often, but when I do, I drink a lot. So, like, last Friday, I was like, I'm going to have a couple beers after work. And then literally, like, Saturday at 6 p.m., I was still just hungover as shit. I, too, have some impulse control issues. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So, anyways, uh, you sent us a list, and we, we did you pick one off of that? Yeah, because she was, I mean, she was super lax. She's like, any, it has tequila in it. Like, any yeah. of that shit's fine. So... That was a long-winded way to get here. <laughs> but what we are... Dr- oh, I, I remember what I was going to ask. This is going to... Uh, have you listened to our show before? And you can be honest. Uh, I did listen to the episode that you sent me. The first episode that you sent yeah, me. The yeah, the Lady Jack mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. That was a rough one. <laughs> no, it was a good I, episode. It was, it was episode. just... There's too many people here for like our first... It, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to... I'm not going to talk shit about my own show. We're um, still going by the seat of our pants. Anyway, so yeah, what we do, we have uh, a local Nashvilleian here telling us what they do, and we make them drink with us. Um, and so the, the, the whole process behind... Or the whole thought behind it was kind of like... Not only airplane. Not only to just sit here and get drunk, but also teach people listening uh, how to make something tasty instead of just like let's do shots all night, you know. Yeah. So which we normally just get to doing shots because we rent all the other materials. <laughs> like, oh, we only made enough for one. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no, um, here, here's this tequila. So yeah, that's 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 the point of this. Um, and to teach people who maybe aren't in Nashville, like they can look you guys up and say, oh, that's cool. Let's go see this, sh- whatever. So anyways, um, we made a cold brew tequila sangria. sangria. Does it have a name? Yeah, no, it's just give it a name. I'll think of one. Um, it's got cold brew coffee. A lot of it. About 40 ounces. 40 ounces. Uh, 12 ounces of tequila. I used uh, Luna Azul because it's like the cheapest quality tequila I've ever had. Um, Silver tequila. And um, 
simple syrup, orange liqueur, <laughs> which uh, is $50 a bottle, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I bought the cheaper stuff. Uh, and simple syrup and then some fruit. Oranges, yeah. limes, and apples. Which uh, I guess that didn't really make it into the cup, did it? It's a snack for later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you chew on it and you get even more drunk. Uh, soaking up all that liquor and caffeine. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm starting to feel the jolt. I'm, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> hey, come play pool with us after we're done with this. So, yeah, and again, sorry, like my energy levels are so low because of all this life shit life I'm going through. So, uh, so, anyways, what do you think about it? Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, um, it is not too sweet, which I like. Well, yeah, it's not very sweet at all. It's a, well, but it's sweet enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little. I, the word I want to use is musky, almost. It it's does, got this yeah. kind of like, but in a good, nice way. Yeah, this um, would be good like around a campfire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it has coffee in it. So. Which you can't go wrong with. Checking all the boxes. Yeah. Coffee, tequila, and fruit. We're being healthy yeah. while we're getting wasted. wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Um, so we touched on... The fashion. The fashion a little bit. And am I, under, am I correct in stating that you edit a magazine? Are you right for a magazine? Um, I had a zine. F- uh, I, I co founded a zine um, for the last year and a half called Honky Tonk Fadonkadonk Zine. Um, it was a mostly music focused, but arts and culture. Um, I wrote a fashion column for it and we interviewed local musicians and um, we had some history and just different sort of Nashville things and it was a real fun way to, you know, really get to know the community and kind of feature some people that, um, I mean, truly that I just was interested in, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? So, yeah. yeah cool. You are coined I, my new favorite term for a particular subgenre of people and that's normcore. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did not, I did not coin that, but I am very glad to have, uh, have spread that message because <laughs> yeah. you know like i had seen like the people that dress like dads that like kind of play mm-hmm. the, the the reverb so you kind of, uh, do i dress like a dad yes I you wear like dress... salmon colored short shorts and tropical shirts every day Not i like day. it i like it i do you're I'm, i would say you're a you're a notch too flashy for normcore in this outfit yeah um because they're wearing, like, New Balance shoes mm. and, like, the basic baseball. What am I? I'm wearing cargo shorts. You're a Pantera <laughs> You're close. <fan>. You're close. <laughs> hey, just because I'm a Pantera fan doesn't mean I'm a felon. But, yeah, I'm a felon. <laughs> but I'm, not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not, by the way. <laughs> but, like, you know, I had seen those kind of people, like, at the East Room and all these local shows. And just, like, you know, I didn't really have a term for it. It's just, like those people mm-hmm. and then i like picked up that copy of honky tonk but and i was like oh like that's perfect that's the perfect <laughs> term for like what it's so because it's very basic fashion but, but like, they're like everybody's dressing like that yeah it's like a i don't know it looks like a comfy comfy way to live like i like, i feel like i'm a very normal looking person 
But like all those people that you're talking about are, for lack of a better term, like it's a hipster fashion style kind of like it's a it's a subgenre of a hipster, right? So they're like, oh, we got to dress like this because it's the new cool thing. It's like, well, that's just how I dress, man. Now you're putting me in a category. Come on. I mean, I think there are different. One of my pet peeves has always been, um, you know, a sort of. a. First of all, don't get me wrong. I'm all about rebellion in every capacity, but um, there because fashion has a little bit of a stigma because it is literally superficial and because um, it's not super accessible to most people, uh, especially like couture fashion or high fashion in any capacity is very expensive and then it sort of seems elitist and so as a rebellion toward that attitude I often feel like people um, you know they they choose trends that are like what they perceive to be anti-fashionable so an example would be like utilitarian fashion and it's like they're well. I'm just buying this pair of socks or like this, you know, Patagonia thing because it's like going to keep me warm. And what they don't know is that there are a group of people in a boardroom, um, picking out the ugliest fucking color of orange <laughs> that they can possibly choose to make you believe that it's not fashionable. Uh, so, when but it, then it. Go ahead. Becomes fashionable. It 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 was always was. It always, it always was. was. Yeah. It's just which design principles you subscribe gotcha. to. Yeah. Um. That's like a few years ago. Um. Uh. Like, in in the sports world, uh, all, all the neon colors yeah. started being like the thing to the have. You have to yellow. wear neon yellow, Under Armour, Nike, all these things. Uh, we'll bleep those words out. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like. Um, Everybody was wearing these like neon yellow cleats and shirts and shoes and pants and all the stuff. It's like, when did that become like gross? But also, it's now the new fashionable thing, and it's okay. Now my now my brain is working here. Do you think that's? I think maybe you were touching on this. I could have misinterpreted what you said completely, but um. I would encourage people. I don't know how people, to get this out. Let, I'll th- I'll yeah. go on and I'll think about this. I think. I mean, if I'm picking up what you're put trying down. to put down, I would encourage people. I mean, actually, do whatever the fuck you don't listen to me. Yeah. But how I feel about it is, uh, I think it's important to, if nothing, if nothing else, pay attention to trend, and if if that means. Uh, music trend, if that means fashion trend, if that means creative trend, if that means political trend, whatever it is, I think it's important culturally for us to pay attention to it, whether or not we participate. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with the rejection thing, it's very easy to be like, that's like so this, and uh, that's a dumb trend that I don't want to be a part of. But what we have to remember is that cultural revolutions, that that major changes in humanity that human rights that all of these things are propelled typically by art and when you're following a trend or at least paying attention to a trend that trend could then lead to something very significant happening um so you know 
maybe neon cleats doesn't seem significant now, but there is always the potential that that trend could be propelling or, or drawing attention to something very important mm. that we will one day understand. So what do you think the cultural significance of, like, this normcore <laughs> movement is? I mean, I think that, I mean, one of my lifelong goals is to figure out as many ways as possible to make fashion accessible to the general public. Because I think it's a very important uh, art form, creative outlet. And I think that in those fashion trends that are utilitarian or that are norm core or that, you know, whatever that kind of reject how we think of fashion. Mm -hmm. I encourage those and I support them because I think that that is a cry for people to say, Hey, this, like, we're not interested in the way the, the status quo of how this art form has, it, you know, is, is functioning. Mm. And so I think it, I think it, to some capacity, it's a rejection of, a sort of inaccessibility to fashion. Mm -hmm. All right. On. <laughs> so let's talk yeah. about the music. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, no, yeah, you get. I think you, I, you you figured out what you want to say. I could talk still... about I could talk about this shit for hours. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like you were saying, the whole thing about like somebody sitting in a room and going, "What's." What's the ugliest color we can pick to make them feel like they're rebelling or whatever? I mean, I think I think the answer's already been questioned, but it seems like, for example, the the neon thing. It's like trends happen in fashion, like uh, cr laterally, maybe chronologically. This is cool, then it's not, and because this is cool, and then it's not because, and then it's almost as if. Uh, there's there's big people sitting in in big tall buildings in the clouds, knowing what we all want to see. Common misconception: Do not be fooled by the 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 giant people in marketing who are trying to make you believe that they are creating these trends. They come directly from creative communities, and then are stolen mm. by very intelligent people in marketing who have the foresight to recognize that that is something that is marketable and then they're pushed on other people. So I think, yeah, I think that's kind of what I was saying. Like they're, they're watching what is becoming popular. Right. And then but they they're, but there's their foresight. But they're not creating. They're it. not creating it. I right. mean, maybe sometimes, but often their foresight is not, it's not like, you know, a vision came to them about what is going to be, you know, spring, summer, 2020. Yeah. It's like they were in creative communities and saw something. And then we're like, how can we box this up and sell it right Ship back to the same people? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. So. Similarly, I mean, I don't know. What that's I'm exactly trying. how I, the music I, industry I, works. That's exactly yeah. how almost every create, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, it makes sense in my head. I, I cannot get, get it out of my head. Basically, I Just guess it was yeah. like, yeah, it, it will come out eventually. Um, let's talk about your music. <laughs> my brain is not firing correctly right now. I'm sorry. Um, you guys were talking about it before we started. Yeah, yeah. so let's... Well, I was kind of like asking her because I've, I've seen her 
playing like a lot of solo shows. Yeah, in the last six months, I've been playing more solo shows, um, which is cool. I think I'm in a place where um, there's been a little bit of shift in my music projects um, in a good way, like in a good way. Um, and I'm trying to sort of give myself the time. And then, and the other part of it too is that my my art and fashion career have been uh, a little bit demanding of my time. And so, you know, it's hard to like, you know, coordinate people and all of that. So there's been a little bit of that, but, um, but yeah. Uh, but before that I had a more rock and roll band that was just, you know, my name. And then I play with some other people, um, sometimes utility. And, and then I also just, started a new band with um, some good friends of mine that's like a surf doom band called Thanks Stranger. So that's cool. Those are my two favorite kinds of music, (laughs) surf and doom. (laughs) (laughs) My solo stuff is more garage rock, but it definitely has like some, um, I don't know, I don't think I'm even allowed to use the word roots, but like it has some more folk and country influence. Cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's still rock and roll. I'm not like a good enough musician to be like a real punk musician. So I just, so I just, it's you know, I play rock and roll. You know, but I was in that mindset for a long time when I moved to Nashville. Like, I was a musician. I was in bands and stuff in high school, and then I moved here and I watched people doing what I thought I was doing, and then I went, whoa. I, I don't I'm not a guitar player like mm-hmm. this yeah. town made me think that and uh, yeah I mean that's the same thing when I moved up here just recently me me and Alan were talking about this like just recently I was like you know what fuck that like I agree I am a musician and it. I know how to play my guitar and I'm gonna do it yeah and, and I think uh, there's a lot of and I there are there is an obscene amount of talent in this town mm-hmm. and I'm so grateful to be around it all the time yeah um but nobody can do what any of us do. I mean, what you what you have to offer is what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, all of my favorite music, not all, but most of my favorite musicians throughout my life have not been, uh, you know, nobody's hiring them for jazz sessions. Like, yeah, typical. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Which yeah. Is- that's that's the wonderful thing. I mean, like you uh, have. I mean, I like aggressive music. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. If you like doing it, then do it. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, like I would never show any of you any of the music I've ever <laughs> written. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm back to, to doing it again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, not not the D voice. No, <laughs> definitely not that. I think also allowing yourself to evolve and change. I mean, I've been playing music a really super long time. Um, like since I was a kid yeah. uh, and being, and my parents were musicians um, and not, and, and like punk musicians. And so I was like very much raised in that community. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a spoken word piece on K records when I was like five or six years old. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> I mean, it's not that cool. You know what I mean? It's only cool <laughs> on paper. Um, but, but so, so, you know, but then, then I so I like had an indie rock band in high school, and then I played in some punk bands, and then I moved to LA, and I was doing like a kind of more like 
soul thing and then you know so it's okay to i think it's good actually mm-hmm. to yeah. to evolve well my two excuse me my two projects that i'm working on right now are very different into the spectrum <laughs> one of them is a uh a doom metal uh, album that i've been working on for like two years now nice because each song is like 12 minutes long and you know it takes me six months to finish one and then the other one is a like roots dub reggae. Okay. And it's like, well, Which how do how do you go from one to the other? But like you said, it's just you have to be able to evolve. It's good to do that. Yeah. Well, so. that, I mean, that I have to do that. I mean, I play in Day Drive, which is kind of aggressive surf rock, and then I play guitar for a pop artist. Yeah. So right, it's a very weird thing to like have practice on Tuesday, where you, like. I have feel like I'm getting tinnitus, and then I go sit at a writer's round at Tin Roof. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, playing play an acoustic the, oh, guitar. Yeah. No, I'm oh, okay. So, <laughs> I play the Strat because I don't have an electric acoustic or acoustic oh. electric, and so it's been fine when we've played at like Live Oak and and these places that have good sound system. But we play at the Moxie, and it was like an independently done thing, and he just had like one of those Eon. Like it's a sub, and then it has the yeah. mid-range tweeter that like slip slips into the sub. Like the off-brand Bose towers. Yeah, 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 and like the first two songs we played, you couldn't hear me at all. Like you could hear individual conversations over everything. So I had my compressor, and I just turned it up as loud as I possibly can. So we played that third song. Like I was creating natural distortion. Just screaming guitar oh, yeah, tones. Yeah. <laughs> and like Lexi's over here looking at me, kind of like, what the fuck. <laughs> I'm playing a, a Steve Vai solo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wish I could fucking play like Steve Vai. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be making money, hey, man. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, 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 this is my livelihood. Yeah. I fucking love this podcast. And so passion projects are equally, if not more, important. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go that's as far as calling it a passion. <laughs> <laughs> wow, who's shitting on it now? <laughs> Uh, we get we always make fun of ourselves, yeah. you know. So, uh, that's awesome, man. Again, I'm sorry. I'm just like not here. Yeah, hey, man, no yeah. apologies. We're we're hanging out. Yeah, that's this is the most calm. Like I think it's like yeah, we're just here talking. Well, I'm also and, medicated again, and so. that's kind of where we wanted to go with this show. Is just like sit around, just and, fucking. Yeah. We're just hanging out. Yeah. Get to know who and drink. So, an excuse to drink again yeah so well uh tell us like a little bit about uh so you you touched on your your musical projects so um what do you like to listen to and like what shows are you going to locally and like hanging, I mean, obviously there's the ones that you go because they're your friends and whatever mm-hmm. you go see Support. all your friends play. But like in the this little culture in Nashville, uh, what 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 are you like choosing to go do and see, and who are you wanting to hang out with and watch play shows and stuff? And if you don't know the like names, just off the top of your head, that's fine. But um, well, let's touch on the scene, okay, <laughs> you know, on and, the scene. and what you like about it. Uh, I, um, see live music quite often, mm-hmm. um, and I it's like It's hard a vari- not to here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I like a variety yeah. of things. Um, 
I so some top favorites of the last I would say year. Um, I love Only. Mm-hmm. They're one of my favorite bands in Nashville. Um, Peachy, of course. Oh, dude, they they're fucking so good every single time I see them. Yeah, they're they're so good. They just played with Oganali at Dark Matter, and I'm bummed that I missed that show. Oh, drink. Airplane. Oh, airplane drink. We've missed ten or twelve of them, but. <laughs> I'll make up for it in a second. Peachy and only. Okay. Um, but then c- complete other end of the spectrum. Um, my friend Christina Vane, she's a, a slide kind of blues musician, and she's fantastic. I've been seeing nice. a lot of her recently. Um, my friend Hannah Juanita is like straight up honky tonk country singer. She's got a killer voice. She's awesome. And what a cool thing in this town. You know, everybody thinks. It's country music. It's country music. You know, yeah. you go to Music City, Nashville, and you see country music. But like, yeah, you can you on the same street, you could go to a honky tonk country show, or a punk rock show, or a soul, band. or somewhere a soul in band, a funk yeah. band, a, a black grind mother core band. Yeah. You know, it's one it's of like, my favorite bands. That's to kind of live a little bit more doomy uh, rock and roll. Um, nice. So really all over the place, um, and I, I like to, to switch it up as well as, as often as I can. And I love seeing new music is another yeah. part of it. You know, my, um, my friend Charlie runs a songwriter night at the Cobra on Monday nights called Monday Night Storytellers, and I'm going to be taking it over next month, which is really cool, and I'm very honored and grateful. Um, and it's, but it's like, it's like... An actual like it's a good songwriters night if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. It's like a, it's like she did yeah. a really good job. It's like yeah. good, and so I get to see all kinds of people there every week who blow my mind. You know. Yeah. Um, I have worked many songwriters nights, and I'm just like. But this is not that one. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is like a really good yeah, yeah, yeah. one. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. But I, but I know what you're talking about. You're like, yeah. this is a good one. I know the good ones, and I know the ones yeah. where you're like, you do. You're you're a what? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like that's what's so weird about like doing these rounds right now because you're running into like those same subject matters that I've heard for like the last twenty years, like pickup truck, beer, like yeah. Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots. And so I am interested to to go to a songwriting round that's not somebody that moved to Nashville trying to make it big in the country music scene as it sits now, because country music. Like I didn't like country music until I moved up here. And, like, I grew up, my parents, that's, like, their main genre that they listen to. So I grew up listening to, like, Alan Jackson, Toby Keith. And so, like, there's sentimental and nostalgic value to it. But, like, I never really got into it until I moved up here and started, like, basically listening to, like, Waylon Jennings and, and uh, the Highwaymen and stuff like that stuff. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I was never open to that, like, good country music. And now, like, I feel like when I'm sad, I'll put on Conway Twitty, and everything's <laughs> fine again. <laughs> like, as soon as I hear, hello, darling, everything's good. You're like, right. like, the sunshine. Hello, Conway. Kind of yeah. <laughs> hello, Conway, yeah. I wish I could have his hair. Like, <laughs> with me, th- yeah. like, me, I'm going to go bald. And I'm sorry, Dad, you don't listen to this podcast, but that's a dick move to give me those genetics. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get any of, like, his brute strength, but I got his hairline. Yeah, so, answer, so to answer your question, uh, it varies a lot, but I see a lot of live music, and um, 
you know, this is the right town for that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know why it's called Music City USA? Why? So <laughs> I touched on this on the first episode, and I was <laughs> and the wrong. second episode, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably going to be wrong again. Um, the so Jesse's lying to you right now. Is basically I'm just making up stories. <laughs> I don't remember. A, a, some, a, group, a group of singers, uh, female singers from one of the schools that originated in Nashville. Um, was it the Fisk? Yeah. Fisk. The Fisk yeah. singers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were over in England. Yeah. Fisk Jubilee singers. From, you know what I'm talking about? I absolutely do. Uh, you said no. you already knew one. Yeah. But, you know, the, the well, I don't know if that's the, you know, but I've heard, I've heard this, it from I've multiple sources that the, the Queen was like, you guys must be from a music city. And then they just deemed Nashville music, music city. city. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you're talking. You've lived in LA. You grew up in Seattle, and now you live here in Nashville. What? Where has been your favorite place to live? Well, each place was my favorite place during that time I lived there. Okay. You know, I mean, what Nashville has to offer me now. I mean, you know, you just kind of rebuild your life. I didn't leave Los Angeles because I didn't like it. It just was like one of those. I was having the, the, your quarter life crisis freak out, and I nothing was wrong at all but I just felt like I needed to. I have one of those monthly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, I constantly complain about things in Nashville. I'm like, why is there no food after 9 p.m.? And, you know, whatever. But, um, But the community has been really welcoming and supportive. And uh, it's an interesting place and it's full of history, which is um, something I've always been interested in. Yeah, the history of this town is really cool. It is, yeah. And the surrounding areas as well. Yeah. Um, what? So an unbiased opinion, like take a step back from your friends that you have here now and your friends that you still are in communication with all these other places. And this is kind of a weird question, and you answer it to however you feel like answering it. But um, what is the... Because those three places you've lived and live now... The, I feel like the community and the types of people are all very different. Yeah, I mean, the similarity is But I also is that feel like the people in our community, like the artist, musician kind of community, are all kind of the same anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the basis of this question, which is not one that you have to answer, but like, who, are you better? Who do you like better? <laughs> no, not me. I know I'm not better. Yeah. Um, am, am I am I cool? <laughs> no, okay. like what what's I mean, I'll walk you through it. I mean yeah, when the I differences was, in the groups of people in these different cities. I yeah. Guess. I mean when I was eighteen, I was like so fucking sick of the Northwest. Like I was like I cannot take this fucking pretentious bullshit. I got to get out of here right now. Like everybody is just so that you know. And I um, and then leaving for a number of years, and then growing an understanding of how Pacific Northwest people are. Then it made me love it, you know. But definitely when I was eighteen, I was like, I'm gonna fuck out of here now. And then I loved living in Los Angeles. You know, there's assholes everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Every and, single place you go, yeah. there are assholes. And 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 L.A. and Seattle. I will say this: but all of the bad shit that you hear about those places is true, totally true. Sure. But there's also like amazing things about both places. Mm. Um, when I this was the <clears throat> moving to Nashville, I would say like the very first thing that I noticed is that where I'm from, and even to a degree in 
in LA, um, very few religious people. Very few religious people. Like if I, if you're at a party in Seattle, and somebody is religious, it's kind of unusual, mm. not frowned upon mm. in any mm. way. Sure, but it's like, oh, interesting. Um, not the same here. No, not you're, you're the same in the buckle of the <laughs> yeah. Bible Belt. <laughs> yep, Southerners yeah. love their religion. Great, wonderful. Not you know, so that. That was a big cultural difference for me. Um, Some people don't understand the, like, southern hospitality. Um, And I don't mean, like, come on in, we'll get you some tea. I just mean, like, for me, I'm from Texas. I moved to Arizona for uh, less than a year and then out here. So I've always been in the south. And, like, I say hello to everybody I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 how you doing? And like, mm-hmm. it's, I, I get it that it's like, because sometimes if I'm in a rush or I'm pissed off and people say hi to me, I'm like, fuck you. You know, I'm like, <laughs> don't talk to me. Uh, and I get that this is a, a, Nashville's a melting pot of people from all around, not just the country, but mm-hmm. the world. Um, and there's people who just don't understand that, like, slowed down, kind of like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I know you're busy, but, like, I want to talk to you. Um, did that, was that, a, like, a surprise moving out here? Not a surprise, because you hear about it, but... Well, I'm somewhere in the middle in that, like, if I'm calling, uh, you know, whatever business to ask them a question about... <laughs> With how, like I definitely will be like hi how are you before I'm like the fuck time you close um, but, <laughs> but you open so I always thought that I was like on the more polite side of things but one of my best friends here mm. in town um, who was from here because uh, I was trying to explain to her there's this thing called the Seattle freeze which is this misconception that Seattleites are elitist snobs who like will blow you off and never text you back and like don't have time for your bullshit but what it actually is is that uh pacific northwest people tend to be very shy so it's a cultural taboo to talk about your creative projects like you don't go to a bar and be like this is what i'm working on like people will be like what's your problem (laughs) you know (laughs) like um so people are really shy in the northwest and but then because they're shy they're it comes across sometimes as very direct so i always thought like oh i think i'm pretty like polite and my friend brooke was like no We'll go into a store, and I'll be like, and I'll be southern about it. I'll be like, "Hi, how are you? How's your grandma? How's your baby? Thank you so much for everything. I'm sorry for everything, like whatever." And yeah. you'll be like, "Do you have any red fucking blah blah blah?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, You're rude as shit. <laughs> I went, I went to do my taxes last week, oh, and shit, uh, because I stick it to the man, but not that hard. Right. And, um, <laughs> And uh, the lady who has been doing my taxes for years, uh, and oh, if, you don't do your own taxes. Oh, fuck that, dude. Here's the thing: everyone's like, "Turbo, you got to do it yourself." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm, I'm a, I, I'll try it, you know." And I did it, and I was like, "You owe us a thousand dollars." And I was like, "I did something what? wrong." And so I like double checked it. Was like, "You owe us a thousand dollars." And I was like, "Nah, man." So I went to, uh, you know, the green place with the square that they do it at, and yeah. um, uh. H&R Block. So I went there and they were like, hey, the government's going to give you $1,000. I was like, what? Because yeah. uh, they told me I owe, you know. So I was like, long story short, no, nah, I don't do my own fucking taxes. I'm, so, I agree with you there. I mean, unless if you're like a strict W-2 only, you can TurboTax it, do that. 
But if you have any type of freelance, man, get a hire yeah. a professional, man. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything. So, so, so I, I go to our H and R Block and uh, like Southern hippie lady kind of, and um, she's we're we're sitting there, and I'm I'm stressed out to the max because I, I typically don't do my taxes this early in the year because I've multiple times done my taxes and then gotten home and had another tax form. Like, God damn it! So that fucks you up. So. Uh, I'm doing what I'm explaining right now. God damn it! <laughs> so I'm I'm up there last week and uh, she's telling me like and, and she's been doing my tax for like five years, right? She's telling me her whole life story again, and I'm like, man, just do my fucking tax. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Wow, really? Whoa, uh huh, uh huh. And uh, like in my head, I'm just like, fucking hurry, <laughs> you know, like I. Like, come on, let's fucking mm-hmm. do this. But, but turns out she's so good at it that like she's talking, telling me like her story about her kids and shit. And she's like, "Oh, you're getting this much money back." I was like, "You were doing my fucking taxes." <laughs> she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "What?" Anyways, the reason for that story is because because it's it, it's like yeah, down here people just want to fucking talk, and everything's uh-huh. slower. It's slow. And people, it's very slow. Yeah, very slow, and people are not very private. Like the shit that she was telling me, I'm like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. You know? And uh, I do it, as you've seen twice now on this. Uh, I talk a lot, and maybe it's because I'm from the South. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I also just think you like the sound of your own voice. (sighs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's a nice voice. You apparently I just a... I just have thoughts that I and and they don't get from here to here very well uh-huh. so it's like a lot of just if you dissected stories that I tell you you can take probably 80% of the words that come out of my mouth out and still get the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but it does it certainly doesn't bother me. I mean I like friendly people, you know. Mm-hmm. I I, mean, yeah, I love yeah, it yeah. Here, yeah. I don't know if I asked you if it bothered you but I didn't mean it if that's what I asked you. But yeah, it's certainly it's definitely noticeable. I mean, I don't know if you been to the northwest over ever or like spent a lot of time there unfortunately not one of my favorite books uh one of my favorite bookstores in in seattle um there's a coffee shop connected to it and there's a a note on the tip jar that says tips are passive aggressively expected and that about sums (laughs) (laughs) the the attitude yeah Yeah. no i've never been to to seattle or, or portland i've been to florence oregon okay um which is beautiful they have the oldest still work still functioning lighthouse on the west coast Mm. uh and i don't know why but i've always been obsessed with lighthouses like even before i even saw one in person um so we got i got to hang out there it was really cool but that's that's the only part and it's a small little town actually (laughs) jesse's useless facts uh do you guys follow monster trucks at all no (laughs) all right i saw monster trucks once when I was a kid, though. Right. All right. So Grave you remember Di- Bigfoot, like no. the most famous monster truck, other than Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Of yeah. course. But Bigfoot was like the original monster truck. My friend Blair's dad drove Grave Digger. Really? Yeah, Blair Winston. That's yeah. Fucking Isn't awesome. That amazing? So cool. Yeah, I think he passed away a few years back, which is oh. sad. But anyway. Uh. Jesse, you look like you got really sad. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break the news to you. <laughs> I was like, he's my favorite driver. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean it's not Dale Earnhardt? You're a Texas I'm boy. not a NASCAR fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Florence, Oregon, that's where like Bigfoot was yeah. created. The driver is from there. 
the original driver is from there. Um, no, I want to go to Seattle really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, My dad. Um, I want to see, and I know this is like the biggest cliche, whatever. I want to see that spacing. fucking fish market. Oh, okay. Oh, Pike Place Market. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's Well, it is still cool, They're though. just like throwing fish at you. Yeah. I mean, people always say they want to go into the Space Needle. And the thing about going into the Space Needle is, is that when you're out there, you see this view of Seattle, and the only thing that's missing is the most iconic is thing. Is the Space Needle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, but speaking of Bigfoot, my dad uh, is a biologist. He works for the state of Washington. and um, I like where this is going. <laughs> he, <laughs> You know, he is similar to me that he's not super woo-woo, not superstitious, really, not very, um, you know, I th- I'm sure he knows his astrological sign, but I don't think he is reading his horoscope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he swears that Bigfoot is real. Airplane, and then we're going to talk about this. <laughs> If, my okay, thing, okay, but, okay, 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 <laughs> all right. Jesse likes conspiracy so, theories. <laughs> I do, but I also am really big on the outdoors and all that sort of thing. So Bigfoot, as like what you are thinking of as Bigfoot, the Sasquatch, whatever, that's not real. But Bigfoot, like what people are calling Bigfoot, there is a species of creature that used to exist that is that. You mean a, a bear that has like stilted legs or whatever? No, it's it's a it's a species of of ape. It's basically a chimpanzee that was like giant. Okay. And uh, I I I'm blanking on the name, or I just don't know it at the moment. Um, but a, a lot of these like folklore things that that turn into Bigfoot are mm-hmm. are real things that just they're extinct. You know, yeah, collective myth is one of so, the most amazing. But your dad believes it. Does he think he's seen him before? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's not going to go on record and say, you know, definitely Bigfoot exists. But he, he does work in the field a lot. Um, he, what he does is he charts salmon habitat basically, and cool. um, that is really cool. builds passageways for animals, like natural salmon habitats. Some, I mean, I would say that anybody who works in the field understands that natural is kind of used pretty loosely these days. Mm-hmm. But but not like like hatcheries. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, and then builds passageways for uh, for wildlife. Wow. So he, you know, he he has at least one I can remember, if not a few stories of like. I saw this thing, and it was on hind legs, and this was what was going on, and I'm pretty sure that's what was, you know? Yeah. And he's, again, I cannot stress this enough, he's like a scientist and not <laughs> a conspiracy theorist yeah, at yeah. all, you know? Well, he does yeah. smoke a lot of weed, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think about, like, uh, the the amount of land that's that's not, like, regularly... Um, observed. observed, right? So, do, do you know who Les Stroud is? Mm-mm. Survivor Man. Mm-mm. So, Les Stroud. There used to be a TV show called Survivor Man. And this guy Les Stroud is uh, very big on. Uh, well, he used to live a paleon, pa- paleo, 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 paleo. 
he lived without any man-made anything for like oh years where he built a house with tools that he made from the out of rocks and stuff you know so he like has spent lots of time in the bush mm-hmm. and he has a story about being in alaska and he's he's dropped in alaska the tv show was he would like just be dropped somewhere and it was the only tv show only survival tv show to this day where it's actually just him and a camera and a backpack uh all the other ones are supported you know sorry <laughs> anybody who thinks <laughs> to, bear grills is a cool illusion, guy yeah. but uh he sleeps in a hotel every night yeah. and les stroud did not anyways he's got this story about being in alaska and hearing an ape and he's like there are no apes in alaska so he uh he's really big on the whole like Look, there's stuff out there that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I, and this is me talking as him. He says, I'm not going to call it Bigfoot or the Sasquatch or whatever, because I don't know. I've not seen it. But there's shit out there me. that is not showing itself that, that we don't know about. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, I've seen some weird shit. I've seen stuff disappear off of like game cameras. It's been shooting the whole time. And then all of a sudden, something's just gone. And... Uh, like noises and stuff. But he he also talks about, somebody asked him about like, well, why aren't we finding their remains or whatever? And he says, well, I've, I've spent you know, 20,000 nights in the woods and I've never seen a bear carcass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these things, if they're as intelligent as we think, they're probably burying their dead. They're probably hiding because they don't want us to know they're there, all this stuff. And know? there are probably very few of them. I mean, one theory in Washington yeah. State is, so during World War One, there was the Spruce Division of the Army, um, which was essentially loggers. And they logged Washington State to build the aeroplanes. So all many of the old growth, which, you know, an old growth is like a huge motherfucking tree yeah um so one the- <laughs> like huge, 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 huge. Theory. <laughs> so okay. one of those one of the theories is that the bigfoot was you know habitat was encroached upon so severely at that time that they became wildly extinct i am not a conspiracy guy so i'm just kind of <laughs> like i'm 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 just rolling with whatever but you know I've never jumped on a conspiracy theory where I'm like, yes, I believe this. But I do like to think about them and go, well, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun to If it research. was real, you know. Yeah. So the trees, you're talking about huge trees. Have you seen this one about how, like, the earth used to be a giant forest and all of the... And it was flat too, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> it still is flat, Sabelle. It still yeah. is okay. flat. <laughs> no, I, I'm not a flat earther for sure. Ooh, that is a um, weird subgenre of people. No, the earth's the donut. There's okay. a hole right in the middle of it. You know, that just, makes it a little bit more <laughs> sense than my vortex. So. Um, I just I want there to be a reality show where they send flat earthers to go and try and find the end of the earth. Yeah, and they just come back to where they yeah. started. <laughs> like, oh fuck! Okay. Um, you were talking about the big old growth trees and there's there's a I don't know if it's a theory more of just kind of like a fiction somebody wrote but have you ever seen pictures from above of like big like rock plateaus that look like tree trunks I don't think I have 
they're they're really neat and interesting to look at. But like like a plateau in the middle of like Australia, you know, what's that big Table Rock or something mm-hmm. in, in Australia? And if you look at them from above, they look like a flattened tree trunk. And there's this theory, story, whatever you want to call it, that all the trees that we have now are actually just saplings. And all these plateaus were actually like the forest of the earth a bajillion years ago or whatever. Kind of cool. Probably when Bigfoot roamed the earth. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that in general, collective myth is something that I've been very fascinated by pretty much my whole life. I'm like not, again, I'm not woo-woo at all, but I'm like obsessed with the influence of these things. Uh, and I like theatrics and I like whimsy and stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. There was this time during my hardcore heavy thrifting days where I found this bracelet that it was like this little gold b- bracelet and it had, it, and it was a mood gem, you know, the kind that changed color. Mm-hmm. And it had a lion on it. And I, I didn't know what it was, but it was like, I definitely, I was like, this is something's cool with this. And I looked on the back and it said Gene Dixon. So I bought it. It was a dollar at Goodwill. And I went home and researched Jean Dixon, and she was um, a famous astrologer. And she rose to fame because she supposedly predicted the Kennedy assassination. Oh, And then after that happened, speaking of why fashion is important, and then after that <laughs> happened, she put out the very first collection of mood jewelry that ever existed. So that's like that is Whoa. like a fashion marker for a time period where that I mean, you know, like that was so yeah. pretty 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 incredible, you know, thing. So it so the stories and the fantasy and the folklore is is you know, it it's very much ingrained especially in poetry and especially in the way that we that we sort of we have like these references that are part of our day-to-day, even if we know that they're not, even if Santa Claus is for sure not a real guy, you know? Excuse what? me? <laughs> you know, or whatever. We, these, these are, they very much dictate our creative culture in a really cool way mm-hmm. and, like, unite mm-hmm. us in this, like, really unique way. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's one thing to jump on a conspiracy theory and go, oh, that's fun, and then there's another thing to, like, just be obsessed with it yeah you know like the whole like nobody likes anybody self-righteous about anything very true yeah. fair enough yeah like i believe in aliens because i think it's fun to believe in well, them but i'm not like out n- searching for them you know yeah it or, seems like, ridiculous to not believe in aliens because like we have an ever-expanding universe you think that we're the only sure. intelligent life in this this grand spectrum well we are the only the most important thing in the universe yeah are we? So, okay you know. <laughs> I, like, I think that if you subscribe to the multiverse theory, then it's unavoidable that there would be mm-hmm. other intelligent oh, like parallel life. universes. Yeah, but I think uh, you know that's the one. So that here's a question: but it's none of my right. fucking business is how I feel about it. It's, like, it's, it's none of my fucking so, business. I, so I have a question on that: if you believe in the the parallel universe thing, and there is another Earth just like us, and you and I and uh, are sitting here doing this on another Earth, just go with this here and say we like found that first of all would we found them and they find us that was not english would would we find them and they find us at the same time uh, also if we found another earth that was parallel to this one would that be considered other intelligent life because they're just 
replications for of lack us. of a better term copies of us or are we copies of, you know what i'm saying like well there's did that, we just find other intelligent life or did we find ourselves yeah well there's that theory that like the earth actually ended in 2012 and we exist in our own but that's why you have mandela effects we live in a simulation okay we talk about Listen, that i love every... i'm a big it's fan fun. of elon musk but not really i'm like it's like i acknowledge that i think he's a sociopath like i, yeah, I he made it's a fucking like, fl- flamethrower that he sold for 500 dollars. Hey, let's talk let's he's take like bets g- on <laughs> what his baby's gonna look like <laughs> it's not a baby we're in a simulation dude he probably is running the simulation <laughs> yeah yeah um, like, he he is technological god what if his baby is bo- like what if he's like him and grimes are having a baby apparently yeah well she, she, I don't think gives- she's, she is not she is not said that it's his child <laughs> oh <laughs> okay well that changes there, yeah, things. Yeah. but what if like she never gets pregnant and then they just have a baby there's a robot and he's like this is our baby <laughs> like i wouldn't put it past the guy yeah. to be like this is our baby and it's just like a, AI. an ai yeah. does he did he have kids with his last wife i don't even know i don't know i, I don't know i don't know yeah. you know i think Elon, if you're listening, please write into the show. Please and write us a check. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like a flamethrower. Um, I'm open to the idea that we're living in a simulation. But I feel very much in control. I gotta say that. I feel very much in control. So you believe in free will? <laughs> that's just, what you just told me. I, I, I certainly do believe. I, I do too. I yeah. do too. There's a, there's a hev- there's heavy evidence uh, 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 behind the fact that behind the idea that we don't have free will. But like, I, you know, there's nothing that led me up to doing this right now because I didn't make that decision but until just is that predetermined? I think but I also you can't prove that there was predetermined destiny for me to do that or not. I mean, I you would can't. say the most woo-woo thing I believe in is manifestiny. And so I think to a degree, any, anything that you believe to be true is what is true. So if you don't believe in free yeah. will, then you probably don't have it. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, heady. Whoa. I'm yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we might. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I'm getting towards the end of my drink and we need to take a I'm break because that's going to keep empty. me up tonight. Yeah. 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 yeah um, we got to get Josh in here to do the well, drink. Well, the thing about it is you can't prove whether you do or don't at all, ever. So, Again, so I think it's. None of my fucking business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. But I also think, like, that being said, whether it's our business or not, uh, the fact that you can't prove that you do or don't, it's like, then. If you believe you do, you do. Just like you just said. That's what I think. I think you know, if you it's believe like, you do, you do. I'm and, not and afraid of shit though. I like are you like like how dollars. many things have you like if if you're like dishwasher breaks? <laughs> if your dishwasher breaks, are you like a okay, I'm gonna tell you I I've I've been thinking about this story and it applies and okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So years ago I ordered a bike on the internet because I used to be a big bicycle rider. Oh. And moving to Nashville, I was like, I'm gonna, I gotta get myself a bike. And at the I just time, bought a bike today. Oh, congratulations! My second one. Uh, at the time, I was dating somebody who told me about how what a great bicycle mechanic they were, and I was like, cool. Can you come help me put my bike together? And like, you know, he didn't for like a hundred years, and finally, like, he did, <laughs> and like, and then he like lectured me because I was like trying to put it together with my Leatherman and not like you know, and he was like, we got to go to Home Depot and get all the right tools or whatever. He gave me like this whole lecture about the right tools, and then like three years later, this year, 
I got my first dress at the Grammys. One of my clients was nominated for a Grammy, and I made her dress for the red carpet, and it was like a huge ignorant question. Congrats! Thank you. Yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, but what people immediately learn about me if they ever come into my studio, but maybe don't know about me, is like my sewing table is a fucking door off of my laundry room that I put on top of these two restaurant booths that I got for free on Craigslist. And like my seamstress shears have not been sharpened in like two years. And I hand cut all of my applique and all of this hand cut applique that went onto this Grammy dress. I got at Turnip Green. Shout out Turnip Green. (laughs) (laughs) For free. And it's recycled. And I just, and I was, and like, so it was like this weird week where I like got the flu and my mom was visiting and I had a week to make this Grammy dress and I was like super stressed out and I'm like with my fucking dull shears on this door, like trying to make this thing. And I just like, I had this like epiphany moment and I was kind of like, fuck your right tools actually though. Fuck your right tools. Like, so if you are a person that is afraid, if your first thought when your dishwasher breaks or something is like, got to call a repair guy. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. But part of the free will is like deciding like, well, I'm just going to try to do this thing and see if it works out. Right. You know? Right? Absolutely. Or, my dishwasher's broken, let's build a kegerator. (laughs) (laughs) Another good option. Yeah. Problem solving. Yeah, you're right. I agree with that. It's like, you could follow the norm and be like, I'm going to call the dishwasher repair guy or I'm like, I'm going to fucking fix this myself with what I have to, to my aid. Resourceful. Like, I got a Leatherman, I got a screwdriver. And some duct tape. I got some duct tape, and I got this green thing with leads coming off of it that are pointy. <laughs> don't know what I it is. I don't know what this is. But I think it'll help me. It beeps when I put it into the outlets in my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's always YouTube, man. Oh, yeah. YouTube is the best teacher. Dude, it's, that's how I YouTube's the best teacher. It's also the best way to get obsessed with something that you will never be <laughs> good <shame>. at. <laughs> yeah, we have a. If you haven't listened to the episode where Jesse talks about what's inside beds, you should check it out. Oh my oh gosh! My God, when's I'm... the last time you bought a mattress? <laughs> oh man, but I'm not doing this. I just had to. No, but I did. I did watch like eight or nine aerial hoop videos last night before I was going to bed because I like for some reason I've decided like that's the next thing I want to learn how to do. It's like, why would you learn another ridiculous thing? It's like, just learn how to like make a birdhouse. But I'm like, See, you know what I'm going to do? That's, <laughs> my, <laughs> that's my goal in life, though, is to be so good at all of the ridiculous things that that's just how I'm known. It's like, right. what does that guy do? Well, He's a professional accordion player. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to play the accordion. He's okay at the harmonica. He's got six didgeridoos. I got, he, I got a harmonica he knows how right to. Now. He knows how to sew... But only underwater. <laughs> uh, he can hold his breath for thirty minutes, uh, and he's a super. You're basically mermaid. He's at that a super point. good hula hooper. It's like w- and a pretty nice guy. So what? Is, <laughs> so what does he do? Yeah, he just ha- he just hangs yes. out. Same, yes. same. He just yeah. hangs. I'm right you know? there with you. Yeah. It's like yeah, but yeah, it's like yeah. For you, it's like I do all these things, but uh, plus my clients are Grammy nominees. It's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. fucking sick. Like, all those things are cool. There's that one thing that always makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> I haven't found that thing yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we took a break, as we always do, and let's uh, recap on our break. Uh, so. <laughs> We made more drinks, but we're not drinking the same thing, I don't think. Alan, what are you drinking? I put cold brew and tequila in a cup. (laughs) A little snake bite in your coffee. Mm, 
Sabelle, what are you drinking? Uh, whatever was handed to me. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I uh, what? So what is it? Same thing. Yeah, I tried to like recreate the cold brew sangria, but did you give her any fruit? No, was I supposed to? Oh, no, I'm just asking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I made a strawberry margarita. Oh. I had some margarita fancy mix pants. that uh, I didn't know I had anymore. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really want this, but I'm going to drink it. So, uh, as you can hear, everybody, <laughs> that laugh, I'm sure you recognize. Wait, what's in that? Strawberry margarita. Let's try. <laughs> can I have a sip? <laughs> you sure you want to That's tequila. That's not strawberry. Okay. All right. Oh, but there's so much more in this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, we can trade back in all a right. little. Just switchy switch. So, all right. Let's start this over. All right. I'm drinking coffee and tequila. Smell <laughs> <laughs> so strawberry margarita. Uh, as you can hear, we have some friends in this room with us now. Uh, Josh Helvig from Lady Junk and from Day Drive is back. What up, baby? Hey. The residential drunk is back. <laughs> and our friend JJ. Say what's up, JJ. Hello. That's JJ. <laughs> we dragged him into it. Um, <laughs> they came willingly. There was no dragging involved. I came very so, hard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh is there. Yeah. yeah. No. I still don't understand this why Jesse lets me be here ever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse. Did shrugs. you get an invite from me, Josh? <laughs> Actually, I knew right. No, he <laughs> brought me here. So yeah, Alan, you keep ruining the podcast. Oh, it's what I do. So for this part, as we always do, except the last two, I think. Yeah. As we sometimes Which, do. Yeah. We're gonna play a drinking game. Uh, I don't think any of us know what's going on. I think Josh came up with this. I did. Yeah. Alan came up with it. Kept is, it a secret. This is Alan's brainchild. So part of part of the show, Sabelle, is we play a drinking game. I think. I think still to this day the best one we ever did was with you guys and Lady Junk was the mm-hmm. uh, the, the movie, movie quote one. Yeah, we did the one with uh, with Bryce where we we played him. Sound he's a, he's a sound engineer. Like he works at a high end studio in Nashville, and we played him sound bites, and he had to guess what it was. And uh, fuck, he did really good. <laughs> yeah, he like he nailed a lot. He nailed of it. most. It was of really them, fun yeah. to listen to as well. So. Um, Oh, there's so no yeah. tequila in this. So we're playing <laughs> uh, we're playing a game. Josh, you want to explain the game to us? Right, so we're not gonna jump into it. Just tell us what it is. Well, right. can I can I preface why I uh, please do. So there's a certain part of the honky tonk badonkadonk scene that is poetry. Oh, I, I meant to ask this earlier. Um you're you're calling it a zine and not a magazine. Is that just an online form of a magazine? It's a shortened like was there was it Is, printed? I mean, it was printed. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, I'm from the Northwest, and there, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Bikini Kill, and yes. Absolutely. So zines were popular. I mean, zines are z- not just there, but that was a very big part of my uh, childhood. Were zines, and it's just like a punk, okay. Xeroxed magazine. Gotcha. Um, okay. So it was a magazine. I thought it was just like, you know, down here in the South, we read magazines. You know, like, there's no. too many fucking syllables. We got <laughs> just a zine. zine, dude. It's just <laughs> a fucking zine. <laughs> you fucking dick. So, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. It's a zine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, yeah. I, 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 the, the pre- preface is there's, there's for the airways. poetry. And poetry in the badonk. This is where this comes from. Okay. So... What's about to happen? 
is while you guys have been here in the air doing the interview, I've been out there trying to figure out dumb, stupid, shitty puns for <laughs> different categories. And thank God JJ was there because he came up with some really good ones. Some of these are cringy, some of them are funny, and honestly, they're all just terrible. So, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you all one at a time, a choice of two things. I'm just going to say something, and you have to pick which one you want. And based on the one you pick, there's a category, and you have to make a haiku about it. So, okay. do you understand, Jesse, how to do a haiku? <laughs> So you're referring to the haiku review section uh, yeah. of Pocket Cut. <laughs> exactly. So a haiku is a is a form of poetry. I know what a haiku is. <laughs> it's five, five syllables, syllables, seven, seven syllables, five, five. syllables. Yeah, yep. I don't know why you all are ganging up on me right now. Because <laughs> you're from Texas. It's yeah, fine to well. use your fingers. So <laughs> oh, I will be. Or I'll do be doing this, the... Do we want to do this where we give everyone a sheet of paper so they can write something down or just make them... Because you only have a minute. No, we got to spit them out. You just... Yeah, so yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got one minute to come up with a haiku. Five, seven, five, and say it. And either everyone thinks it's good. I want a sheet of paper, or I'll use my phone. To pick the best. Josh, so also, just for everybody who's listening, Josh does not have a mic. He's just screaming into the room. <laughs> That's why he sounds like I that. I have one level of loudness, and it's in your fucking face. <laughs> so, uh, so okay, so you pick the category. I pick. I, yeah, we no. will write the haikus. No, I'm no. gonna go around the room, and you get to pick. Okay. But I will say this: since JJ is in the side of the room here. You get to judge the best haiku. He's also the smartest person I've ever met in my life. So. Yeah, JJ's our judge. That's fair. Yeah, okay. JJ Judge. All right. Judge, so judge. We're judge, gonna judge. Start, <laughs> we're going to start with uh, with Jesse. Mm-hmm. I gave you that pen. <laughs> I'm so drunk. <laughs> no, I don't need it back. It was I just a book don't know mark. what the haikus are anymore. <laughs> I done fucked up. Let's look for the one that has all the serial killer writing. What do you mean? You write like a serial killer. That's JJ's writing, asshole. Oh. But you're not wrong. <laughs> help, help me. Let's look for that. There it is. So, ah, so you're going to give me a list of categories? He's, I'm going to give you categories, two categories. And you got to pick, pick between one. the two. And then we so all write a haiku. Yeah. For, on you, okay. for you, again, a lot of these are just obnoxious and terrible, but just deal with it. Um... Don't look at the page. <laughs> you, guys don't, you you two, I'm sitting next to you. You don't get to look at the page. I should have sat there. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, so you get to pick between sucky, sucky five syllables or You're gonna be I, on, I only want to be haiku. Let's go with the second one. I only want to be haiku. <laughs> Make a haiku saying something positive about Hootie and the Blowfish. I fucking dare you. <laughs> okay. And we're done. I think that's seven. You think? That's, you think? <laughs> I changed. I had to change it at the last possible second. I'm actually gonna go ahead and instead of sitting here and counting myself, be the smart drunk man and pull out my phone and actually put the counter on for the next one. <laughs> Okay, you want to start, Jesse? Sure. Pay attention, JJ, because you got to judge these. So this is this is uh, a haiku written about Hootie and the Blowfish from the perspective of Darius Rucker. Hootie and the Blowfish, we are much better now without removed from the band. 
Okay. Okay. I, I, I get it. I get it. Because he's better as a country artist. You too can haiku. I only want to be with you. Time has been called. <laughs> oh, man, mine's the worst Holy one. Shit. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. You're, uh, you're clearly a champion. I did okay. say, say okay. something positive about him, but really it's just to do something about him. 11 out of 10. <laughs> right. Darius Rucker, country music's black rock star. You go, Darius. That's actually pretty good. Pretty solid, but it's not really about Hootie and the Blowfish. It's about Dar- Darius, Rucker. Darius Rucker is Hootie and the Blowfish. He's Hootie! He's Hootie! <laughs> Alright, you get to you get to decide, JJ. This is pretty solid too, so. I'm gonna say Sibel, just because of the inclusion of the lyric. Um, yeah, that was deep. It made me happy. It made me happy, right? Like it just works. <laughs> All right, I'm going to borrow that for a second. I'm so sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, no, I'm fucking up. Well, um, she gets to pick who drinks. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, yeah you didn't, yeah, ex- so you didn't explain the drinking rules, the well, drinking game rules. I, think, well, I, I like the two of you drink. I, just, okay. just I like the, the two of you drink. That's Yeah, the two sense. losers have to drink. Yeah. I think that works. Fair. Um, uh, well, while you're getting that set up, I'm going to ask one of our patented weird-ass questions. There we go. Yeah, cool. Thinking about conspiracy theories. No. Just kidding. Kind of. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure band? It's only one specific album. Okay. Oh, God. I don't know. I have so many. I'm going to go with Billy Joel, The Stranger. Oh, that's not a guilty pleasure. Guilty? Is that a guilty Kinda pleasure, guilty. dude? Kind of guilty. Just because, like, you're so punk as fuck okay. or what? Because <laughs> he's so corporate. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. You want a better one? I'm going to go with Petulia Clark, Don't Sleep in the Subway. I don't know that one. I don't even know that either, so I've got some home music to listen to later. All right, Joshua, who are you picking out next? (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) It's Sabel. I'm sorry. I hate myself so much. I've been drinking way too long. Don't ever make me do this For 30 (laughs) years. Don't tell people my age, you asshole. All right, so you got to pick between... Do not look at this page, Alan, so help me God, I will stab you with this pen. Here's your pen back, by the way. <laughs> it's covered in blood. <laughs> uh, you can choose between Haiku, Me and Dupree, or <laughs> I want a haiku like an animal. I want a haiku like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> write a haiku. <laughs> write a haiku talking shit about Trent Reznor. <laughs> 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 Who the fuck is that? The lead scene, like the front man of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, he, I got this. I want a haiku like an animal. Mm-hmm. I want to fuck you like an animal. I got you it can now. Sense- oh, did, has the minute started? Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, we're going to go ahead and say 30 seconds. Oh, motherfucker, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> you better be quick. 30, and we're done. No, we're not. <laughs> no, oh, oh, you're, you're done. You're definitely done. All right, so we start with you since it was your pick. <clears throat> the social network was pretty mysterious for a Spock rocker. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go ahead and drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's not winning. <laughs> no, hey, it doesn't matter. We still deserve to hear them. Yeah. 
Nine Inch Nails is dumb. Why do I have to do this? <laughs> Fuck you, Josh Helfig. <laughs> Oh, uh, so <laughs> I only made it to 12 syllables. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear them, Daddy. Uh, so from that, that song, uh, I can't fuck at all. I have spiky hair today. That's all. That's all. Because <laughs> the last picture I saw of Trent Reznor, he had like bleach blonde, like Liberty Spikes or something like that. So uh, I'm gonna have to go with Alan. <laughs> Are you <laughs> serious? Yeah. Um, so that was beautiful. It, it was, was. It was. You, but you, I appreciate just straight up shit talking. <laughs> and and why do I have to do this? <laughs> I, you just. He's like. He's like. Yeah. Me too. He hated me. Okay. Y'all two drink. All right. Let's see what's another weird question I can ask. Oh man, I got, I had those on this phone, but I don't have. Okay, I asked the guilty pleasure. Oh, if you could have an ideal superpower, but it's a stupid superpower, what would it be? Hmm. So this thing that I go back to all the time—it's kind of embarrassing, but I I can't help it—is I always get overwhelmed with work or whatever I'm doing and I really want to be able to freeze time for like a certain period of time just so I can like get this fucking thing done. So it would be cool to be able to freeze time, but not enough where you would be lazy. So like freeze time for like 15 minutes. No, like two days. Oh, Jesus. Like two days. <laughs> All right. What would you do in those two days? I mean, I would probably procrastinate the entire time. <laughs> well, and yeah, in the last 15 minutes, yeah. I would like knock some shit out that I should have been doing. I'd probably catch up on Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would watch Vines. I would get stoned and watch fucking Vines. I would waste the entire two days. All right. Alan, mm -hmm. you, so we're only doing three rounds, right? Because, again, I have ten of these bad boys, but... Let's just keep them rolling and see how we feel. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this one. Still not sure what a haiku, though, is. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you this one. Haikuna Matata. Okay. Or... Beefy five-syllable burrito. Yo, beefy five-layer burrito. <laughs> Give me a haiku about food poisoning. Oh, perfect. I got this one. <laughs> I've had food poisoning like eight fucking times. <sighs> mm. I keep forgetting to start the thing, so I'm saying we're at 20. Are you fine? No, you're at 40 seconds. Right, you know what? Fine. I'm turning the phone on. I keep forgetting. Don't invite drunk people to do things. I'm starting. You have you have a minute from now. She's already fucking done. <laughs> Like, she's counting it out. She's hearing it in her head. She's got that little voice being like, <laughs> these guys are chumps. <laughs> All right, you know it's good if Alan's laughing to himself. <laughs> this is from personal experience. 30 seconds, or you can just tell me when you're done. I think we're all done. Mm -hmm. Oh, still, no, no, she's, she's still, still counting. She's still counting now. Isabelle. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Done? All right, cool. Let's hear them. Okay. Gas station sushi. Wait, why is this so slimy? Oh no, my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse, please beat that. I'm not going to. <laughs> please beat that. This is from, uh, from a recovering food poisoning uh, person. Today is the day. 
I've finally stayed in bed for more than a minute. <laughs> That's actually it's pretty solid. It's got some mystery to it. Yeah, it's got some mm. mystery. You guys are pretty good. I need some water. Not sure which end is coming. <laughs> <laughs> no more damn calzones. <laughs> oh, fuck. Tequila just came through my nose. <laughs> oh, that hurts so fucking bad. It, all it made me think of, I'm sorry, this is probably super pathetic, but it just made me go straight to fucking Parks and Rec. The calzones betrayed me. <laughs> As an impartial judge, I am inclined to agree. Uh, calzones are completely useless. Civil um, wins. In essence, yeah, fuck calzones. Civil <laughs> wins. Okay. You don't like how pizza pie! In haiku or haiku me and Dupree. Days in haiku. All right. Uh, anything Led Zeppelin? Haiku it. A song? Anything about them or whatever? Can't just use their lyrics, obviously. Did you start the timer? Hey, it's man. over. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I was gonna be good at this, man. Just do your fucking haiku. All right, so Coda was okay. (laughs) And Through the Outdoor is great. Led Zeppelin won. It's a list of my favorite Led Zeppelin albums. (laughs) That's good. Everywhere I go, a stairway to heaven is guitar center hell. (laughs) Oh, shit. Nice. (laughs) Holy Holy shit. shit. So, mine is also based around stairway. Jimmy Page is God. Nobody is denying. But fuck Stairway, dude. It's <laughs> a good song, though. It's not really. I'd rather listen to Eight Hours of Freebird. I know who one. I would pick. I know who I'd pick, but JJ, who are you picking? Someone's got to hand out drinks. Everyone's drinking I'm going to have to go with Alan on this one. Yeah. It, I, dude, you, like, dude, that the one singing at the beginning is like, dude, that, but also, yeah, I totally agree. You, yours nailed it. All right. Do, do you have any more questions? Yeah, let's see. And I got fucking 30 damn questions. That's a, too weird. We talked about conspiracy theories. Oh, this one's kind of a nice one. What is your version of heaven. After my very first long-term relationship, the next person that I started dating knew how to make a cup of coffee for themselves. Mm. And that was tight. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. So So my version of heaven (laughs) is people... I have this theory. Okay, I have this theory. It's called the cupboard theory. And this, I feel like I did make this up. And here's what this is what the cupboard theory is. Here's what the cupboard theory is. If your friend comes over to their house, your house, and they're like, hey, where's the band-aids? And you're like, over in that cupboard over there. And then they go over to the cupboard and they open the cupboard and they look in the cupboard and they're like, where? And you're like, if I fucking if it's if it's fucking right in front of your face right now, I like walk over there and it's gonna be right there. Then you know that that person like cannot. Handle, they can't take it. Yeah. So yeah. my version of heaven is like, nobody asked me for fucking stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, d- handle it yourself. Nice. Dude. I all like right. That. You yeah. want to hear a story? Yeah. Okay. 
I think Alan's probably heard this a million times. <clears throat> I used to live with this dude in her apartment. And uh, he would call his mom for absolutely fucking everything. So one night, I'm in bed. It's like 3 a.m. He comes home. Like, no regards to me being there, right? I am I get wake, woken up. I go out into the living room. I'm sitting on the couch just like chilling. He's on the phone. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking to at 3 a.m.? It's his mom. Um, he's in the kitchen. And I just hear him say, hey, mom. I made some chicken. And I do, what do I do with the rest of it? Like the chicken that I didn't cook. And I, I literally, I stand up. <laughs> I look him in the eyes and go, hang up the fucking phone. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, what? And I was like, I need to fucking talk to you. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he hangs up the phone and I go, are you going to cook it tomorrow? He's like, no, probably not. I'm like, when do you think you're going to eat the rest of that chicken? He's like, I don't know, maybe this weekend, whatever. I'm like, all right, put it in the freezer. <laughs> So he's like, oh, okay. So I'm like, fuck this. So I go to bed. And uh, the next morning I wake up to go to work. I open the freezer and there is raw chicken just in the freezer. Not on a plate, not wrapped up in foil, not in a bag, just in the fucking freezer. So I fucking feel you. Let's let's make that a, a real world. That's thing. a that could be a real world thing. I mean, look, I, I hate to be so such an uptight dick about it because I really am a, kind of an uptight dick about it. But, but like, like, if you move away from your mommy, learn how to do some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One I had time? somebody over at my house the other day who was like, "I'm gonna come over and make breakfast," and I was like, literally every single thing that they needed. I asked, "Like, where's the strainer? Where's the this? Where's the that?" And I was just like, "Dude, dude, dude, dude I'm gonna dude, make you dude, breakfast, dude. but you have to in walk the normal me place it. that it would be. <laughs> like in yeah. the normal place that it would be. It's like they didn't come like, to cook you breakfast; they came to eat breakfast. Like they want to meet I don't have this shit at home, shit. and I'm hungry. So. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. That's every pretty much what it is. People need. People need. It's like a constant. Where they the just need you know, I don't even ask. do like it when people can be self-sufficient mm-hmm. i'm into that that's heaven i'm into that yeah that's heaven if people could just like take care of themselves if you want me to sew you something or whatever like that's cool ask me so but just like learn if, how to sew it's easy yeah, but that's that's just her that's her thing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying no, but no, but no. If I'm anybody just, needs anything, so they call like, Sabrina. Like, you can call me, but I'm just saying, like, if you need to like heaven is make your own coffee, bitch. Just fucking like, don't ask me for shit. I, oh, I get it. So like, I'm definitely not gonna sew you something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right, Sabelle. When you walk into a room, your theme music starts. What is your theme song? Hmm. What kind of room? Any room that you walk into. You have to find that one pivotal song that expresses you that when you walk into a room, that song starts. Oh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Um, Going back to heart, I think I'm going to say Barracuda. Nice. Nice. That's a good fucking... So mine... Fuck yeah, dude. Is under pressure. Because <laughs> I want to walk into a room and everybody hears dun 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 dun. I think mine will be the Chuck E. Cheese theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. Because I fucking love pizza. 
and rats. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, All right. All right, the final one, and again, this is just me being drunk and stupid and just thinking this sounds hilarious. I don't get to choose. You're down. No, you just no, it's, it's, there's plenty left, but we're done choosing. We're, it's, this, I just want... So JJ came up with this. This is our 10th one on the list, and it just makes me so happy. JJ just gave me the most like frivolous look. Like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love this word that he's created. <laughs> Two thousand one, a space haiku to see. <laughs> nice. Say the word with me. Haiku it seems it's a like, pretty fun word it's to like, say. It seems like like a fancy coaster. It almost feels dangerous, almost feels sexy, almost feels like, do I really belong on Earth? It's, it's just that was a I good belong. haiku. It feels sexy, <laughs> it feels dangerous, dangerous do I belong, belong on here? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, give Is me, it about Stanley Kubrick? It's about space. Give me oh, a haiku okay. about space. This hmm. should be a pretty hmm. easy hmm. concept for everybody, I think. Just say Neil deGrasse a few times and you're solid. It's like when you're playing five, five, and seven. You just play seven the whole time, and it all rolls into it. So, I like this too. This last one we're doing Man. like tied into the conspiracies we were talking about earlier. It's fucking great. Minutes over, y'all. It's probably. Do not. you know how many seconds are in a minute? <laughs> I wasn't guess. I wasn't. It's counting. over. It's over. It wasn't. I wasn't counting. I'm just guessing. It's a fucking it. New York minute, dude. <laughs> You're from Texas. You don't know what that is. Never been there. <laughs> God damn, Jesse. I love your honesty. <laughs> I've been to New York. Really? Yeah, State. York. Not the city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We good? Let's let's you. let's finish strong. So like Sabelle's gonna finish this yeah, one. Let's start be the with last Alan. one. Let's start with All Alan right, and mine, mine is actually kind of pretty. Hmm. This You're infinite pretty. what? I said you're <laughs> sorry. This infinite place, beautiful and full of life, the stars dance for all. That's actually gorgeous. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't want to follow that. <laughs> well, you have to, sir. <laughs> all right. Is it real or not? Please, is anyone out there? Dude, the earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> There's the funny I'm looking for. I've seen the proceeds and the moon melt into liquid, a multiverse star. Holy fucking shit. You guys are fucking solid. Actually, I think you should both hand your drinks over and make Jesse drink everything. <laughs> Pour He's everything the into the king's cup and I'll just chug it. <laughs> Those were both up. fantastic. I'm, I'm going to go with Alan. Um, I think it was... Fucking gorgeous. Honestly. Oh, totally dig it. Patriarchy. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell, but JJ's face is is <laughs> He is displeased. <laughs> he is very displeased right now. Well, right on. Let me uh, see that again. I want to read that again. You want one more question, or are you tired out? Are you talking to me? Yes. I mean, I got a After... couple sips left. <laughs> yeah, we'll finish till the, we'll go till these cups are empty. Uh, Josh, JJ, get the fuck out. Could have said it nicer, but <laughs> I'll go drink more beer. I was joking. I, I was I joking. Hey, fair. come on. It was a joke. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's okay. But also, if you could please leave. <laughs> Fucking off, bud. <laughs>
We've asked this a couple times on the podcast, but it's honestly my favorite question out of all the ones that I've come up with for this this podcast. What is your favorite local bar in Nashville? Hmm. Mm. The Cobra, hands down. The Cobra? Cobra, hands down. Yep. Would you rather get married there or haunt it for the rest of eternity? Assuming you believe in eternity. Or marriage. (laughs) It's not people's thing. Word. That's a toughie. Um, Here's why. It's a toughie because, although I don't, I'm not sure if I believe in ghosts, but from what I understand about them, there's typically some sort of like unresolved something Mm -hmm. that causes them to stick around and haunt. And uh, I hope to be at resolve at, at death. I'm going to get dark here for a second (laughs) and tell you my grandmother was um, kind of your quintessential immigrant overachiever mm-hmm. and uh, sort of a socialite and was like a very like Jackie O type figure. And she planned out her own death. She had she went through five rounds of chemo and she, uh, at the end of her life, made everybody come home for Thanksgiving and like had Thanksgiving with the family and then like decided not to take her medication. And she's like one of those people you don't fuck with. So when they're like, we're not, I'm not going to do my thing. You're like, whatever you say, you know, and then like died the next day in the hospital surrounded by her children and grandchildren. It was like a fucking Norman Rockwell painting. It was like very deliberate. And I think that there was like a degree of closure that I understood about that, that I hope to have. Anyway, that was very dark for for a very, no, for a bar beautiful. question, I but mean. I hope to to not have that. I hope to have resolve mm-hmm. when I die. I mean, at least about most things. That being said, I would not fucking wear a wedding dress into a smoking <laughs> bar. I would not. I mean, that shit would be ruined forever. Yeah. But I mean, Could like I get married a, on the patio? But I mean, like, are you ever going to yeah, wear it, it as again? long as that's part Does of the Does it matter bar, if it can... smells like cigarettes? I don't know. You're right. You're right. And also, you know, could be part of the memory. Yeah. If I could get married on the patio, and then I think, you know, if I were going to haunt it, I certainly would just only be haunting the bathroom that's to the left of, like, the OG dartboards yeah that's the best i don't know if you've ever taken a selfie anywhere in nashville that's the best fucking bar <laughs> that's the best fucking bathroom to take a selfie in nashville so haunt so i guess haunt yes haunt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. um yeah the lovely ghost of cobra there's a i wrote this really fucking emo song about a year and a half ago maybe a year ago um and there's a lyric in it, and i'm not even gonna be like that guy but i'm gonna be that guy for a second and i was talking about um you know where i'm from there are phosphorescence in the tide. So I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's like a, a illuminated sparkle that happens yeah. in the water mm-hmm. or when you step, you know. Um, so there's like this lyric that I wrote that was about the phosphorescent tide and about, I don't believe in ghosts, but I've felt a presence. And I think... Because I've, I mean, whatever we've played. I've played Ouija board plenty of times and heard the speakers flicker and whatever. And I think, I think there's a thing where you can acknowledge that you might not be in. You just might not be tapped into that world, and I think that's where I am. You know. Yeah, you're not 
sensitive to the presence. I'm not, yeah, I and I'm a proof person, so that's what I need. But I also know I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm open-minded good, about it, you know? That's a good way to be, too. I mean, that's an argument that goes with religious and non-religious people. It's like you you, you can say you don't believe, you do or don't believe one way, but you have to listen and accept somebody else's thoughts. And also, like, we, we everybody um, lives by their own experience. My, my friend the other day texted me, and she was like, hey, I'm sitting in front of somebody, and they were talking about genealogy reports, and, you know, they were like, I sent my blood work in, but you just can't trust science. And my friend was a little irritated about it and she was like she's talking to her kids and what do i do and i was like well just make sure she's not registered to vote and besides that uh you know i mean everybody has some sort of um set of ideals that they follow and they're not wrong they're they're typically not wrong you know and in just sort of not being self-righteous and being and having an understanding that uh you know your environment and your and your exposure and your experience is very unique to you is the best sort of way to be i can agree to that well said yeah cool well are you wrapping this up yeah we could wrap it up we played our game we, we had some good conversation we had a lot to work with i was mean to josh i feel bad about that nah, be mean yeah that was a long so. one but i had a good time yeah, good. I'm yeah, glad we got kind of deep. Hopefully, yeah. you can come back when like my head is in a better place. In a better place. Yeah, I'm like actually. I thought we got some good stuff. Mentally here. Yeah, we did. We Conspiracy definitely did. theory, religion, art. We got it all. Music, and we got to drink doing it. And we wrote fucking poetry, dude. Yeah, and yeah. some good like you are. Th- that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. We should. We should publish a book for this episode called almost live from nashville snap snap (laughs) (laughs) well so it's a poetry book i i love i guess i kind of was biased in making this game for this episode which i like i read the the haikus from the review and i love all of them they're great and it made me start writing haikus again because i used to do it when I was working in the National Bank out of Alabama to like pass time. Mm-hmm. And so I've started because of the reviews that Honky Tonk Badonk Donk Magazine do, does writing haikus and then putting on them on bathroom walls of bars that I like. Oh, that's great. You know, so that got started because, uh, and so Jack and I, uh, so when I was in college, there was a, I took a writing class um, and we played this, we had this exercise that you would write, you would have a partner and one person would write either the middle line or the first or last line and then your partner would write, you know, the opposing. Which was, I mean, haikus are like a really great way to get something out, have have the restriction to keep it concise and to just, you know, make it, and and often it needs to be funny and it needs to be kind of... um, it shouldn't be overly thought out, you yeah. know. It just it's it's a good release, and so that's kind of how we started getting writing haikus, and it kind of evolved from there. But um, that's like one of my. I mean, you should play that game. You should make that a drinking game for your next episode. Oh yeah, like somebody write 
the half last, of the yeah. first and last, and somebody right in the middle because that's well, it's, that's just a fun drinking game. It's like, fun. You sit it's around the table. Fun. Yeah, that should be a ring of fire rule. You pull a card and you have to write the first or middle line of a of a haiku, and then the next person adds a word or what a is line. ring of fire. It's a drinking game where you have all uh, a deck of playing cards around a beer, and every card has a certain hmm. rule. Hmm. So, like, five is guys, like, seven is heaven, so sure. you all got to yeah, point yeah. up. Same it's a fun drinking is, game. Yeah. Cool. But because, because of, of, of the reviews that you guys did in the magazine, that got me back into poetry, so I really do... Thank you for that. It, it's been it's been nice to like sit at the house instead of like getting on Facebook, getting on Instagram, just opening up a note on my phone and writing dumb poetry. Mm -hmm. I think always write poetry if you can write a poem a day, not a good one. That would yeah. be asking too well, it's much. It's like what we were talking about earlier. Just do it. But just write some kind of poem every day, even if it's if it's a haiku or if it's a whatever. If it's it, it could be sometimes it's longer. I mean, sometimes they're shit. It's okay to write. It's okay to create things that are shit and throw them out and move on. Because you know? you're still doing something. Yeah, just do it. Just it's do practice. It. Just, yeah, just you learn like, from it. And again, everybody has different processes. But for me, I'm. I mean, I cannot not create things like i have mm. to be doing stuff i don't chill i'm not a chiller i right. have to be like producing 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 and so if i have a moment where i know that like i'm my i'm at capacity or whatever i'm going to create is bullshit i still make myself do it even if it's going to suck and i even if i know it sucks because it's going to feed something or trigger something or be in some sort of subconscious that will come out later and be something else, you know. But also, just do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Be happy. Nothing wrong. With it's very nothing hard. wrong with Netflix. Nothing wrong with Netflix. <laughs> and I am engulfed. Man, I. I'm watching Lock and Key right now, and I am sucked Netflix, the dude. fuck in. It's a drug. I, as, you, as you can see, you've never been here before, obviously, but Alan has been here a lot, and like, I got rid of my TV, man. I had to. I was like, because because I would I would come home from work and be like. I'm gonna do something creative, and I'd fucking watch six hours of Netflix. But Which I mean, that's that's not. It can be creative though. I mean, yeah. I haven't had a TV since 2012. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm so, not above it though. I'm not like I'm well, not, not one either. of those like I don't watch TV. Like I'm not above it. Oh I no, just, I still like, watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I just like <laughs> now it's just on the laptop. I just don't have one. I just like yeah, but I think I don't have a ton of attention span for it. I don't know, but well, like you, like we talked about earlier, like there's. Uh, I don't have a lot of impulse control, so if I sit in front of the TV, I'll just sit there mm -hmm. until I'm tired, until I'm too tired to watch TV. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I want to start doing more creative projects. I got to get rid of this TV. That that was the one thing that was like holding me back. So I got rid of that, and now instead of sitting there, I'll sit here in front of my computer and watch Netflix. I'm just kidding. I'll, <laughs> sit, I'll sit here and, <laughs> in front of my computer and, and make music or write so I don't know how we got on fucking. Yeah. Okay, do we have a final word? Sell your tea. Okay, yeah. Final yeah. Word. yeah. So, anyways, that's a little bit about us personally. Yeah. Uh, you want to do final thoughts? Thank you for checking into Almost Live from Nashville. Collection two has been good. Yeah. We, this we was were an absolute we were, delight. Thank you yeah. so much for yeah, coming on. Yeah, this was super fun. I had a great time. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll come back again. Yeah. In the future, we can do this again. And uh, if you want to tell the people. Uh, again, your name, how they can find you, if if you want them to find you. Plug yourself. 
I, I yeah, actually, shameless plugging. I don't think Unless I want you don't to. Want to. I don't okay. think I want to. Yeah, okay. cool. Yeah. Well, this has been an episode with our friend Sabelle. And, Sabelle uh, Elena. Elena. Sabelle Perfect. Elena. Yep. Okay. That's all the plugging I'm going to do. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, like, do with that information what, what you, you will. will. And uh, this is Jesse. I'm Alan. And this was almost live from Nashville. So, if you want to find us, because we're going to plug ourselves, yeah. uh, it's almost underscore live underscore nshvl on instagram you can find us on spotify you can find us on uh soundcloud you can find us on instagram anyways we're having fun and uh we hope to hear from you guys soon and we'll talk to you next time peace out bye 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 bye